0: Yo, today's QOD is I started to worry because I was feeling so good. Here we go. the day show. I'm your host Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We've got Gay Hendricks on the show today. He's the author of a fabulous book called The Big Leap. And let me say something. There are going to be so many breakthroughs, light bulb moments, aha moments today. It's going to be just, just wild and crazy because what Gay is talking about on this episode is our upper limits that we place on ourselves for our own happiness. And you're going to discover the four fears that block us, that block you from your good. Here's Gay.
1: The leap that came, uh, that the big leap comes out of is something I that dawned on me one afternoon in my office. I was feeling really good. And i just come back from lunch with a colleague and we'd been talking about stuff we were really interested in, writing about and working on. So I was feeling kind of a, Hi, and uh, I came back to my office, and I was feeling really good, and I was kind of sitting there just kind of stretching my chair, and all of a sudden, I found myself rather obsessively worrying about my daughter, who was um, uh, about six years old at the time, and she had gone away to this three-day camp where she was going to be staying over uh, overnight for the first time. Okay. And she had already had the first night. And so on the second day was when this happened, I started worrying about her. And so I called over to the camp and said, "Uh, how's Amanda doing? And, um, the, uh, director was very nice. She said, oh, she's doing great. Uh, seemed to have a great night. And I see her out there in the field playing soccer with some other girls. And, uh, so what can I do for you? And I said, oh, I was just worried about her. You know, I was kind of picturing her being lonely and, And and the director chuckled and said, well, yeah, you know, this is about the third call of the sort I've received today and everything. So she was very kind about it. Later, I got to thinking, how did I get from feeling good to then click, worrying about my daughter? What were the mechanisms that would make that happen? Because I was feeling really good, and then the next moment I was bummed out. And then I had trouble kind of getting myself back to feeling good again. And I had this... Insight that really opened up a whole new line of work for me. And the insight was, I started worrying because I was feeling so good. That I had an upper limit thermostat setting on how good I could feel, and when I exceeded that, I would do something to mess myself up or bring myself back down. And so I started really studying that with people. In um, in over a 1,000 sessions where that... Played some kind of role, I had the opportunity over the next 20 or 30 years to really study the mechanism by which people sabotage themselves and the way that you can free yourself up so that you don't keep banging up against those upper limits. So the book, The Big Leap, that I'll be out there signing in a little while, is about that process and how to spot the upper limit problem in yourself. There are basically four big fears that human beings carry around in us when it comes to being successful, and some of them will sound familiar to you probably. Many of us block our ultimate success because we have an old fear we picked up in childhood of outshining other people. We have a fear of outshining other people, and it often comes from sibling interactions when you're growing up where you get the message unconscious message that don't shine too much because that'll make little Robbie feel bad or you know maybe if there's a family favorite and you're not it you're getting the message of don't be too big because this one is the designated favorite so there's a bunch of variations of that but they're all based on a fear of outshining someone a second fear, I just came across this yesterday in a person I was working with. We're doing a large training up in Ojai uh, this week, one of our advanced trainings where we have 50 or 60 people who come in from all over the world to work with us for five days. And um, one of the women was sharing this problem that comes up for her in relationship um, where she doesn't feel like she can get a word in edgewise with her husband and she you know, kind of gets confused in arguments and that kind of thing. What it came down to, really, was I said, "Well, what is the actual feeling you're experiencing in your body right now?" And she said, "Well, it's kind of like I'm a burden." And she said, "It's like right now, I feel like I'm taking up time that somebody else should have." And that my existence is a burden on you and this is bothering you. You'd rather be talking to someone else. Well, these are exactly the kinds of feelings that went back to day one for her because the way she was conceived and born, she was a burden and was given that message unconsciously. Later on in life, as she gets to be more successful, she runs up against this because she says, you know, why should I finish my Ph.D.? Do the world really need another PhD? Isn't that just another burden on the world? You know, there's already 60 million PhD dissertations. So she feels like she's a burden. So that's the second one. The third fear that blocks our upward rising into our zone of genius is the fear that if we go to our ultimate level of success, it will be disloyal to and leave behind people that were there for us earlier in our life, perhaps in our family or friends and someone that you're afraid of leaving behind. So it's an issue of loyalty that you kind of keep yourself down so people that won't feel you won't have to leave them behind. Um, The fourth one is probably the most pervasive, and that is that many of us carry around a fear that we're some way fundamentally flawed, that in some way we're wrong or... Um, there's something wrong with us, and that uh, if we get to be more successful, somebody will discover that, and that the more successful I get, the more likely it is somebody will spot my fundamental flaw. These are all what I call imaginary crimes, because you got convicted if you have the burden one, for example. She got convicted of being a burden, and it wasn't her crime. It wasn't something that she had done. So all of them are imaginary crimes. As you get up into your 30s and 40s and 50s, it becomes incredibly important to spot yourself when you're upper-limiting yourself, when you're bringing yourself down, when you're sabotaging yourself, when you're worrying too much, when you're arguing with your partner in such a way that it keeps you um, burning up the energy that you could be used for your creative endeavors. So as you get up into your 30s, 40s, and 50s, it becomes really imperative that you spot when you're upper limiting yourself and move through that so that you can live in this place I call the zone of genius. If you break down your activities in a given day into what you did all day, you'll find typically that your activities sort themselves into four types of activities. I don't know why we got fours going here tonight, but there's four fears and four of this. Um, But um, there are largely four activity baskets that your activities will sort themselves into. You're either in your zone of competence where you're doing things that you're good at but somebody else could do them just as well, or sometimes you're in your zone of incompetence where you're doing things that you're not very good at that somebody else could do better than you but you persist in doing them because you can't you don't think you can afford to uh, have them done by somebody else or you don't think there's another other person that could do them so that's your zone of incompetence where a lot of us folks get really trapped though is in our zone of excellence the third zone that's the zone where you're doing things today that you're really good at that you perhaps do better than other people, that make you plenty of money, for example, or, or you get a lot of good feedback. So that's your zone of excellence. And while it sounds like a good thing on the surface, most of us spend too much time there such that we don't get into that zone of genius. The zone of excellence is very seductive in a way, because by the time you're you know, at that level... You're making plenty of money doing it or you're indispensable to your family or your organization. And the trap for you is that if you stay in that zone of excellence, you don't spend the time in your zone of genius, which is your ultimate calling.
0: That was Gay Hendricks. His website is Hendricks.com. Pick up his book, The Big Leap at QODBooks.com as well as Amazon.com and your local booksellers. If you want to watch today's entire talk, it's about an hour long. You can find it on YouTube. It is called Dr. Gay Hendricks on taking the big leap into your zone of genius. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Peace. Peace. <laughs>